I'm not trying to mimic success. I just don't want to like, I just want to like seem a little organized, like, but that's just my perception. You're right. There's, there's, there's different ways to do things and maybe it's fine. It's not like I'm dead. It's I'm, I'm not going to cry if we refer to the list. Welcome to Developers Hangout, a podcast for developers by developers, a place where we get together as often as possible and discuss a wide range of topics from the books we're reading to latest news and commentary on other tech podcasts. I'm Nathan Kirschbaum, and joining me is... Hey, I'm Alfred Nutilli. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Yeah. Uh, so we got an exciting show today. Uh, got some really uh, interesting news and things going on, and then we're going to dive into... Uh, some interesting discussion a little later on. Um, Quick update, though. Thank you to those folks who have participated in our survey. We'll probably leave it on the site a bit longer in case anyone missed out, but um, really helpful feedback. Uh, I think we do have a few a few takeaways. Um, do we want to discuss that just for a, for a minute, Al? Uh, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, you, you, there was like uh, a number of uh, comments about timing, uh, how long it should be. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think um, I think the the main things uh, just to break it down quick is is we're gonna we're gonna try to podcast more often and have kind of um, uh, more regular content and uh, we'll focus on obviously still focus on the new the news and and what's going on that's very popular um, and then we're gonna try to pick a as opposed to trying to cover too much in the um, in the <clears throat> QA and main topics we're gonna kind of dig, dig deeper into one. Um, and so we, we think that'll work out well, but always, um, always interested in your feedback. So as things, as things progress, um, you know, let us know, keep us up to date. Um, and we'll yeah, maybe there. eventually we even start taking some topics uh, from other people. Uh, yeah. Feedback. Yeah. That would be great. Um, yeah. So, uh, let's just jump into things, news and goings on. Um, all right. So the first article is about working remotely. It's on medium, uh, which seems to be very popular right now. Uh, and it's, it's, it's an okay article. I thought there was some interesting points about efficiencies and research about that. Um, but then the, the main sections of the article talk about some things that were going wrong. Um, but I found it kind of interesting that I don't feel any of those and partly cause I think I like working alone, but we also have so much interactions with each other's with, with Slack and uh, screen hero, uh, that it never feels like that. And also because all the members are basically remote that we don't get that feeling of like, Hey, they're doing something in the office and they know more than right. me at home. Right. So, but yeah, yeah, that's read. really interesting. I mean, in, um, in my experience, like I've also noticed there, there are just certain types of people who need social, like hu- human to yeah. human, like in the same room, social interaction to feel, yeah. uh, I guess good, good. And, and like things are, are, are okay in the world. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I personally don't feel that way. I could actually, sometimes I'll realize <laughs> I haven't been outside for a week. I know. Uh, <laughs> I remember you came over here and it took you forever because you realized you haven't started your car, or shoveled it out. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, and it's, I think it would actually be a good Q and a later uh, sometime is, you know, you know, it, it's not about remote or, you know, they're always trying to say this is the way, but it's like, it's, there's a couple of, you know, extroverts, introverts and, you know, in, in, so it's not about remote being the only way or, I hated this other thing where everybody shared the same office room. 
uh, and everybody worked at the same table kind of thing. I forget what they call it. Um, uh, open office. I hated open office space. But for some people, that was great because that busyness worked for them. So, uh, so yeah, it, it's funny how we're all so different like that. Yeah. Another thing this week is um, Angular and using promises, the dev chat. Um, and this is something, using promises is something that took me a while to, to kind of get the basics of. And I, I still... Um, I still don't know that I have it entirely. I mean, I use them, obviously. But, uh, Al, did you find this podcast to be uh, particularly helpful? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think these guys are just fun to listen to. They're really smart. Uh, Joe Papa. I mean, so there's a few of them. I mean, I think everybody in this show is just good to listen to. And in this case, you know, it's just a reminder of better ways and in, in, in how to use promises um, and, and why we use them. Uh, and, and so forth, and, and some things I wasn't doing as good as I could do. Uh, now I have to go back and start you know, researching how to do it the way they were talking mm. uh, about. So I, I definitely found it a really good listen. Awesome. So uh, the next article is uh, better Git commit message tips, and that rolls off the tip of your tongue. <laughs> uh, it, it was this was uh, someone brought up in our team, one of our team Slack rooms, I think Dave Hall, and. Um, and uh, it's good. I mean, I basically have been doing it in a way that I um, was missing out on some simple tips of like, hey, have a title this long, have a body this long, and and, and reference a ticket in a consistent way so it could be easily read. And um, and it's almost like what the GitHub interface pushes you into, uh, but in this case, how to do it at the command line. Hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting. I've worked at a couple different places and, and with different teams that had like different uh, structures and, and that ma- that made sense, you know, depending on their continuous integration workflow and just kind of how things, how the team worked together. Uh, one thing that I haven't done though is uh, this, I mean, these commit messages are pretty darn long, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, so I, I could see it getting kind of um, tiring. Like I, I tend to commit often. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It's, that's interesting. Definitely worth uh, giving more thought to though, for sure. Yeah, no, it's a good point. Um, cool. Uh, so the, another thing I wanted to talk about, um, so I've been kind of thinking and working on, um, an e-commerce application. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I've done some e-commerce sites before, but, um, uh, usually using like a content management system like Magento or Drupal, uh, that kind of is already set up and has a lot of opinions on how to do things. Um, and so I, I'm using Laravel in this instance. And so I found an article on kind of handling money and currency and web applications. Um, so link to that, I mean, it's not nothing mind blowing, but it was just really helpful for me to start to think about like how, when, when you're, when you're going to be storing and doing kind of these financial transactions, um, what are some best practices and what have folks who have been doing this a while learned? So, um, wanted to share that. Yeah, and that was written by uh, Philip Brown. He does some good stuff. Yeah, um, this this article. Um, yeah, no, it's good. I'll definitely be checking that out. I'm still getting back from vacation, so I'm I'm following up on all these things. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, vacation, <clears throat> vacation. How was your yep. vacation? Relaxing? Nope. Ah, oh. <laughs> dude. <laughs> okay, when you have a kid, you will never say those sentences together. <laughs> yeah. Vacation, <laughs> relaxing. <Yeah. laughs> No, <laughs> so, but it, it's good. It's it's good. Um, helps helps with the the brain and the and the you know energy and the focus and everything. I think overall, yeah. Um, 
So let's see. So one thing I brought with me on the trip, though, was the articles uh, called the Open Web Application Security Project, uh, OWASP. And uh, one thing I do on my vacations is uh, I try to find a book uh, and, and possibly other stuff to focus on so I can really step away for a moment and just read. Uh, and so this year, this was one of the things, but then something just took my attention 100%. I'm glad, and I'll, I'll mention that later. But this one I'm, I'm still digging into as um, it, just a, it seems like, and it was referenced in the microservices book, but it seems like a really good source uh, to start centralizing some uh, ways to uh, test security for our applications. Mm. And so we can then centralize around their um, processes and then build our own uh, type of workflow around that to say, hey, this application is passing, uh, you know, and we could do that per build, per, per continuous integration or whatever it takes to make sure it stays that way. So that that's it's it's a really interesting resource. Yeah, that's really cool. It looks like they do conferences. Um, they have, it seems like they have one coming up next month in San Francisco too. That's cool. I didn't realize an organization like this existed. That's cool. Yeah, and there's another article you'll find there where they're actually going to list off the four or three, yeah, four levels of uh, security uh, that you can strive for, and and what that means and what it looks like hmm. uh, in the different industries as well. I mean, they go into extreme detail. It's really good. Wow. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, um, cool. Uh, another thing I wanted to bring up was um, um, <clears throat> so dealing with e-commerce, I came across uh, a, a kind of open source project called Payum, um, and just started digging into it. Uh, haven't haven't gotten too far into it yet, um, but it looks pretty promising. The fact that it's open uh, source and it's basically there's a Laravel. Um, I mean, yeah. it su- it supports lots of different. Um, integrations and and frameworks but uh there is a laravel uh support um but it the 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 services it's just it's pretty impressive paypal stripe paypal pro like all kinds of authorized.net payx you know a bunch of them i haven't even heard of so they Uh, made a service or do you install the package it's a package it's a package that basically just interfaces with the with all the you know with all the different um you know, packages that each of the individual companies put out there. Um, so, so you can basically learn, uh, well, the idea is you can basically learn the pay API. You don't have to yeah. learn everyone else's and then you can switch, which is, which is just great. Cause most e-commerce sites I've worked on, um, yeah. y- you know, they tend to either want multiple forms of payment, uh, multiple, you know, uh, multiple merchants, um, or providers, yeah. um, yeah. or they switch it from time to time. So, Based on this, race. which one are you doing, PayPal? So yeah, the, the, the pro- no, it's cool. The project I'm working on has got to get up quick, so we're using Stripe for the initial. Oh, cool, cool. yeah. No, uh, PayPal would be horrible. Yeah, but th- so the thing is, this business wants to go authorized.net because they actually have Ooh. multiple retail stores, um, yeah. and so they're already paying like the the fee for having the credit card machine in the store and the authorized account. Yeah. So so they're kind of paying double fees using Stripe, yeah. and so. In time, we'll do the um, the full integration. Yeah, um, yeah. No, this looks really neat. Yeah. Um, all right. Oh, they even have authorized.net. Yep, yep. So, um, so, so one thing, uh, and I don't know if I'll bring it up later because uh, we we still have to talk about the other book, but uh, agile estimating and planning uh, by Mike Cohn, and this will be one of our bigger topics later on. Uh, uh, not this episode, but later on in another episode. But basically, uh, you know, one of our, uh, as a coder, the last thing I want to read about is this stuff. Um, but I'm realizing unless I face it, 
and, and get it, then I'll never be able to code in, 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 um, in the context of, of, of proper expectations, right? Mm. And so if you can't set up expectations properly, then you're always going to be coding under stress. And so the point here is, like, I really want to get this, like how to really be an agile programmer in estimating and planning. And in our case, sometimes interfacing with the waterfall people, right, mm-hmm. uh, mindset. Right. Uh, not that this was so much about that, but you can definitely see it applying to that. Uh, and he does actually cover how to translate points and things into the uh, waterfall world. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's been, it's been an awesome read. I, I can't say enough about how... I'm finally getting some things, and I'm looking forward to to moving forward with this and uh, applying it to our day to day. Yeah, no, I'm really excited. I'm also excited to hear more about the the book, so we'll hear more about that later. Um, so cool. Um, let's see the um, so interesting an interesting tweet that um, that that we saw and ended up watching. Say his last name, <laughs> Adam Wathan. Ah, good. <laughs> I think I, I think that's it. how it. Is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so, so, so he's referencing a, a DHH talk at RailsConf, uh, and he says, this section of the presentation is so unbelievably on point. Um, and we'll link to it so you can check it out in full. But basically, um, DHH is kind of talking about how there's kind of a parallel or kind of a similar mentality that happens in the development world uh, that is similar to kind of, I guess, what people do with diets, which is that there's, you know, ever, there's always some new greatest, like fancy diet that's going to like solve all your problems and do things quicker and better. And what, you know, whatever it is, there's a million different, uh, there's a million different things that people are selling that are ultimately just kind of like, uh, and, and this is really his critique is that it's ultimately, uh, they're they're all ultimately designed to like skip off on important things, right? Like it's 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 you have to focus on a lot of details and it's a lot of work to like do the right thing and stick to the basics and uh you know l- learn everything you need to know about whatever particular task you're trying to uh, yeah. achieve. Um but we're all we're like basically constantly bombarded with these kind of like lose 40 pounds in in 4 weeks kind of mentality of um tools or kind of philosophies or different ideas that are like the new greatest thing that are going to solve all your problems. It was interesting. I mean, he's really, I think he's on this bend of, of stirring the pot, uh, rechecking our preconceived notions of, of what is a good coder. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, and focusing on readability, um, more than, um, you know, uh, I wouldn't say he's, I wouldn't say he's compromising testability, but he's just focusing more on, on, on this, on, you know, Hey, make it readable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it's, it's, a, like I said, I was spacing out watching it and I'm like, Oh, it's seven. We got to jump on. Yeah. Uh, Cause I just started realizing how good it was. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. He's doing a good job. He's really, I mean, I, you know, I think we always as humans go a little bit too far one way or the other as we learn or, or new things. And he's trying to take us back from the extreme TDD, um, you know, but then you can't go too far back the other way. Let me just throw everything here and, and, you know, you can't test it. You can't get in there and do anything, you know? Right. Uh, so it's, it's a, it, it will be a good, it's, it's a funny balance. Hmm. So, um, all right. And then, uh, you, uh, you're working on something with, uh, Vue or Vue.js. Vue, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, how, how is it different than Angular? Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Um, 
you know, and I, we'll put we'll put a couple of um, a couple of links in the show notes. I know, I'm not going to go into too much detail because I think we covered this the kind of introduction of uh, to Vue.js in a previous episode. But I've yeah. since used it on on this e-commerce project that I referenced yeah. earlier. Just because um, I mean, the main reason I started getting into it was. Um, I didn't really want to have to deal with Angular. Like, th- th- I really yeah. wanted to use just kind of blade, you know, Laravel Blade. Yeah. Um, but there were a few things that, like, I didn't want to have to do a, a page reload for. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. like, so for example, like when someone updates a quantity of an item, and there's, you yeah. know, so so there's price differences, like depending on whether you buy, you know, less than a hundred or more than a hundred, that type of thing. And so the price, yeah. the price per what you know item changes. And so I don't yeah. want to have to do a full pa- page reload and. Pro- and process that i just want to do a quick uh, api call you know and of course most of my experiences with angular but then i started thinking about it and uh, it's just like you know it's a whole lot to set up when i just need basic i mean you could definitely do it you could do everything i did uh, with Vue. you could totally do with angular and more i'm sure um but i just wanted to give it a try um and it and it's worked out really well the the cart system is basically completely built um, with using, using view. Um, and then to speak to your point, um, or your, your question in terms of like the differences, um, there's a few really important ones. And, um, I think like out of the box view is just a little more, a little more flexible if for no other reason that it's less opinionated. Um, you know, so, and the documentation's pretty good. There's not as much, um, there's not as much out there on stack overflow and stuff because it's relatively new. Um, but, but there's decent documentation. They don't, they're not as fluent. Like they're, I really love how, how Laravel and some others now are getting so like, uh, you know, the, the way that they name methods and the way that their APIs are built are just, they just make sense. It's just like, you know, if I sat or, you know, if you, it's just like, if you were going to think about really hard about how it was going to be done, that's how they did it. I love that. And and this isn't entirely like that, but, um, it's not bad. Uh, apparently the, another reason is, uh, view has better performance. Uh, and the main reason there is because it doesn't use dirty checking. Um, so that's, that's a, um, that's a factor. And then, you know, I think Vue has a uh, clear separation between directives and components. Um, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So, you know, you can find more out there. We'll put a couple links in, but I, you know, I wanted to come back cause I, I want to circle back cause I think, you know, we talked about it, I don't know, two or three episodes ago. Yeah. Um, and it's really cool. Yeah. I think the, the two thoughts there overall is, um, uh, you, you definitely, if you see Angular and in, in, in you, in you step away from the SPA or the single-page application approach, right. you know, you're using Vue or, or whatever to make a widget, basically, or multiple widgets on a page, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And I've been using Angular for that recently, and I end up with one file, AngularJS, and I could do everything I need, right? Right. So, and you're right. I mean, the way we're doing on these other projects is like, ah, here's the... Uh, Here's my Laravel route, and then here's my Angular route, and here's my Angular controller, and here's my Angular whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Service. So you can see how it gets way overcomplicated versus just the widget approach. And, and I've been doing that with Angular on a couple of projects um, you, you haven't seen because they're on a different uh, you know, area. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I'm getting that nice, that nice blade just cranking away, but at the same time throwing in the widget I need in, in, in using um, Angular to do stuff and, and not having the complex Angular. It's just like, you know, this controller takes over this page. I'm going to use HTTP uh, to, to, to uh, get some information, and I'm going to use um, uh, Window to dump some information from my Laravel controller into, right? Yeah. 
So, uh, so I can see though where Vue can seem like because you're not using it for an SPA, so it seems right. smaller, right? Yeah. But the, the the one thing is overall, like the the thing that's funny is the the non opinionated approach um, is it's it it uh, it's falling apart. I think for teams, right? In my opinion, that's why we have the John Papa guide, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so it's it's a funny balance of like, well, what is and and that's why I want to go Ember part of me because they have opinions, right? Right. And they're like in 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 they have uh, you know command line tools to help you with those opinions. But basically, as a team, then you can jump in and say, "Hey, this is here because this is where the opinion is." Right. It goes. Right. So uh, so yeah, it's. It's good though. I'm I'm glad you it's it's going well. Yeah, I'm happy to have the experience. I don't understand the yeah. tool well enough to know kind of how much you know, how much rope they're giving me to hang myself in terms of those best yeah. practices. Um but I, I mean I can tell you that like I was just super happy to be able to write this whole cart system. I think yeah. I think I did it in like I don't know, 25 lines of JavaScript or yeah. something. Like it was cool. Yeah. You know, yeah. um so, so that, and, and you know, if I had done it in Angular, I would have had like, and I did it like, quote unquote, the right way. Well, with uh, the SPA, or you mean the right n- way with? No, just not necessarily an SPA, but just sticking to best practices. I would have had four or five right. files and a, you know, yeah, a config yeah. and a controller, you know, all, all this. Not, and it makes sense. Like when we do SBAs, like I'm super happy to have those best, yeah. like those standards because. I yeah. can jump in where someone else has been working for a couple months and I, and yeah. I know, I know exactly what's going on what, you know, where to find things. And it's just super, it's great That's for that. Yeah. Um, we, we should follow up more as you get through the project to see where it stands. Yeah. I'd love to. And, and, you know, we can review us, you know, comparing the two together in, in the different ways we use them. Cause I've, you know, and it's like you're saying, it was kind of annoying. Here's my file for the controller. Here's my file for the service. Here's my file for the directive. Here's my file, right? Right. That's kind of annoying. So, you know, I moved away from that in these smaller one-person projects. Yeah. I'm like, here's my file. Yeah. The, I mean, once you do it <laughs> once, like, I, it took me a couple hours to get it going, like, because I, yeah. I had to, like, do some, I had to research a little bit. I hadn't done it. But I'm pretty yeah. sure, like, I could have within 10 minutes, like, you know, like, because for me it was yeah. like, what's the quickest way I'm going to be able to, like, start making HTTP requests to an API? Yeah. Um, yeah. but not have to like build it from the ground up with Ajax myself. I want something that has oh, some yeah. goodies. No, no, um, no. and you know, I honestly think if I, if I was to have to do the same thing over today, like it, I would be up and running in 10 minutes with like results yeah. on the Dom where I want them, you know? So it's, uh, that was nice. And you know, but we'll see, we'll see where it goes. Yeah. No, it'd be great to do a comparison later and, and uh, document it and talk about it more. Yeah. Um, so let's, let's jump into latest readings. I, we actually, um, unless you've done some reading from, uh, the book that we're currently on, uh, we, we kind of skipped this week, uh, this last week, uh, the book club got moved. Um, but maybe you want to talk for a minute about, uh, I think you'd have been, you've been looking at a new new book. Well, because I can't just do one book, especially (laughs) when you guys are such slackers. Yeah, Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, this has been one of those books, like last year, I think, where I got a book, uh, Clean Code, uh, and it just makes you really think about things. And this book, again, it's it's one of my moments of like, I just need to get this or otherwise I'm never going to get out, outside of the vicious cycle of like, you know, digging myself in a hole by saying, this is going to take two weeks. It's like, you know, where do I pull that from, you know? And so how to slowly look at things better and say, how do we make the user stories? How do we make the themes um, how do we then assign it points? How do we give it value based on the, you know, cost based versus the, um, 
you know, project value in the, in the, in, in what it's going to make or save in money, like all these things in tools and, and techniques to, uh, really look at a set of, uh, requirements and, and organize them in the way that then you can safely say, this is going to take this long. And guess what? We're going to deliver, you know, in a way that we have time to make good code, possibly tested code and, uh, and, and work with you, you know, in the agile dynamic way that we can change as needed. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and cause in the end, these managers still want to say, Hey, what do you, where do you, you think this will be done in December? And you could say, uh, with these tools, you know, certain things like, you know, um, let's find out what's most important to you to get done by December and so forth. Mm-hmm. So I just, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. So so the book, that, I think the book you're reading, I don't know if we mentioned the title yet, uh, Agile Estimating and Planning uh, yeah. by Mike Cohn, right? So yeah. so that's that's the book. I, I It looks great. I, I'm excited to start digging into that um, at some point in the near future. Um, but it's definitely, yeah, definitely something that, um, I don't know. It perplexes me. I mean, I, I think there's two pieces to it. Like, it, you know, it, all, it obviously de- depends on the project. But for me, yeah. the hardest part has been making sure that, um, you know, okay, so so there's so to me, I kind of break it up into like one, how can we make our um, – how can we make our estimations better? Like, are there better mathematical yeah. equations or, yeah. be- or better better processes that help yeah. us to, to actually give more accurate estimations? So that's like one side yeah. of it. But then there's a separate side, which tends to fall through just as much as if, if not more so for me, which is uh, the team and and all the stakeholders have to like accept the terms of what it means to be agile and what it means, what an estimate actually means. Um, yeah. and that's also very hard and that's different than like math and like the strategy on, on how do you come up with the estimate in the first place? That's kind of more of like, it gets more into like people and how people work and how to deal with those, you know, more kind of like the people problem side of things. Um, yeah. no, I mean, process. So, no, I think, I think there's some good answers here. I mean, accurate estimate, estimate, estimation, uh, is, is, you know, um, you know, uh, relative, right? Like what is accurate? Like this is going to take two weeks, but what is a week, right? What is, what is a work day? You know, mm-hmm. it's relative to your velocity. It's relative to the difficulty of the task. It's relative to, uh, things. And, and, and therefore some of the suggestions is to separate it, not in ideal time, but points. And then by doing points as a team, you can come in and, and give it a concurrent, I forget the exact term, but you're then quoting a certain point system, one, two, three, five, eight, or something. So you, mm-hmm. you're helping to bring these tasks to a certain degree of accuracy, but the ultimate goal is not perfect accuracy. It's, right. it's, it's, that, it's that level of accuracy that everybody can walk away feeling, I think, in a way, confident that this is going to come together, right? Right. So, you know, so I think there are some good answers for this. And I think as far as the stakeholders, you're right. This talks about how to get them involved. Um, but in the end, you know, no matter how good, like, and I, I'm just as guilty on this, is like, no matter how involved they are, if I don't know how to lead the uh, discussion, then I can't help lead them to suss out their needs and, and, and organize it in a way that's going to, you know, make sense. Like when they look in our ticket system, they see 50 tickets that make no sense. They should be seeing one user's story and that user's story should be make sense to them, hmm. right? Things like that. And how do I direct the conversation and how do I get the the particular moment to a place where they can walk away feeling like we all understand each other. Hmm. And, and, and so I think it's going to do that. Now, let me underscore all of this was like, 
I hope to hell to never do this in my life except with the help of a scrum master or, or someone at that level where they can do this and they can keep on top of it and they can deal with all the little things I don't ever want to deal with, right? Yeah, but so, I guess that's my question, right? Is like, I'm, I'll be interested. To, I, yeah. I don't know if the book has talks about this at all, but like, to me, the scrum, like, so uh, what did we use? 60 minute uh, yeah, scr- 60 minute scrum, scrum right? Yeah. So, yeah. so in, in that, like, the way I recall, I've listened, I got the book on tape and I listened to it a couple of times, yeah. but um, the way I recall is kind of the scrum master is typically just like a member of the team yep. and they're not, uh, it's not like a typical project manager. So it wouldn't be, um, it's not, you know, so I guess what's interesting to me is like what you're describing could mean hours like hours of extra work every week right um like that's what i'm hearing like what i'm hearing if i if you were to say like you know nathan do these things i would say okay that that's going to take me to do well and to do right and to communicate uh and to help everyone else do that not just do it for myself but help everyone else do that that's hours every week um and so i don't know though that that is what like at least my understanding of scrum master so far i'm not sure that's what uh, the intent is i don't know i don't know entirely but I, I my my kind of impression wasn't that like the scrum master is someone mm-hmm. who has 10 hours a week allocated to like solving other people's problems and help helping communicate um but maybe I'm well wrong. it's it's in in this case it's it's you know more about keeping track of team velocity keeping track of making sure the communications are in place between everybody and the user stories are being met and and following up as needed with you know, those moments where things are obviously falling behind, but as developers, we kind of lose track of it. And it's like, just one more day, and this is all going to come together, right? Yeah. And these all these little details that, um, you know, we see it every day. It's like, uh, you know, right now, when we do a check-in, it, it, there's I'm the scrum master. And what that means to you right now might be subconscious in that I'm the guy that's supposed to maybe have a sense of like, are we really falling behind? Mm-hmm. Because guess what? None of us closed that day long ticket. And we've talked about it three days now. Right. No one's tracked that because we don't have time. <laughs> right. Mm. So it's those little details that are falling, uh, that I don't want to track. I don't want to, I don't want to know that you're a day behind. Right. Cause I'm too busy trying to make sure I don't fall a day behind. Right. So I'm hoping, you know, as far as defining what a scrum master is, I'm hoping that they will help in that role. Um, but also help in the role of like, you know, helping us to bring to light what is planning poker, what are points, uh, what are these user stories? Are we all done organizing them? In mm-hmm. all these little details that um, that take place either by me right now or or don't take place because I just haven't had the time to even review past velocity yeah. and to see where we're really at. Yeah, I like that term by the way, planning poker. It's a well-known strategy to, to, but once I tried it with the team, it was a total fail because I didn't know how to do it right, uh, right? Yeah. But then you get people who have a passion for this type of work, and, and then they're going to do what we do. They're going to do it right because when we're trying to just you know code away something, they're trying to research how to be better at these things, Yeah. right? So, um, so whatever we define a scrum master in at the end, I, I still think it's, a role that uh, needs to help to fine tune all of these things. Yeah. Without taking away, honestly, like I, I don't think like that book, 60 minute scrum says we're all in this at the same level. There's not this project manager who, who's accountable and he's the only one that talks to the client. Right. We're all really, you know, at the same level. It's just, you know, um, it's just, it's someone who can focus on these little details that are really easy to not focus on when you're developing. Yeah. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. I'm excited to hear more and check out this book. Again, Agile Estimating and Planning uh, by Mike Cohn. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, so let's jump into uh, the main topic, kind of Q&A. Um, so we're just going to, I think we're just going to hit on one one thing and kind of dive as deep as it goes and then call it a day. Um, so what I think what we're going to do today is uh, just, just, I wanted to discuss this because it's something that I've been thinking about over the last few months and kind of as we've worked on various projects together. And so the question is, um, you know, how much to let reality or the perception of reality or my perception of reality, one's perception of reality, um, to get in the way of like good idea, a good idea or like, uh, excitement or things like that. And I get to give you a little background. I, I can go into like more detail on this, but like to give a little kind of like, I, I guess a story or like a use case, um, like, so Al comes up with product ideas fairly regularly. Um, <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't even think about it for a while, but basically like, um, you know, he'll run him by us from time to time. Uh, and you know, so apparently I had, you know, I had basically like poo pooed a bunch of them in a row, uh, for, for whatever reason, for various reasons, um, that I, that I think are good, good reasons. Um, you know, and now gave me a little bit of a hard time about it, you know, playfully. Um, but it did bring it up and this is like kind of a reoccurring theme, you know, like, uh, I'm a problem solver and one, and I I don't know how everyone else's mind works, but like the way my mind works is like, I, I, I'm always finding problems with things. And, you know, so like, you know, I had to learn at a very early age to kind of like try to keep my mouth shut in certain circumstances because I'm always seeing like problems with things. And so I guess that's, that's the genesis of the question is, is kind of like, you know, like I'm just struggling with like how, how realistic to be. So like in the specific use case, it was kind of, um, it was kind of like, oh, I have this product idea and I, you know, I took, I spent, you know, whatever, five, five minutes, like doing research on like competitors and found out that there were a bunch of competitors, which isn't, it's not a reason alone to like not to do something. In fact, you know, if you don't find any competitors, it's it, for a product idea, it's actually possible that like you, you, you've either hit something like, incredibly amazing or incredibly stupid, um, you know, like, or impossible or something because no one else is doing it. And I, I think it's actually a good thing when there are, there's competition. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, well, well, let's go, but down you don't want to sas- you don't want to sat- a saturated, uh, a saturated market either. So anyway, yeah, yeah. That, 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 you know, to me, that's the question is like, is like, cause my list is a little bit. So like, you know, like the first thing on the list is like, you know, how much to research product ideas, right? Well, okay, well that's cool. Let's talk about that. But I'm also interested in like the personal side of it of in, yeah. in terms of like, you know, I'm a member of a team. Like how do, how much do I let my kind of like that, that side of me where I want to like pick apart things, uh, right come out we're we're talking though in this case we're talking about like this is this is another uh potential SaaS idea of 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 someone and it's not so much the team thing um you know would you say this is more the context of that yeah uh but i think that there are like yeah uh, that i mean that that is a specific example but i also think that's what i took notes okay (laughs) all right so let's talk about the research okay so, like you said, you look for things. You personally sit there and you find other services uh, that are doing it, right? So, but like you just said, you're not saying that's a bad thing that they're there, right? Right. So, some research was was helpful, maybe, uh, in that case. Um, 
So what are you hoping to discover in that research, though? What is your personal, like, like reason for that? Well, so, the, like, so my thinking is, like, you know, um, the, so there's two, there's kind of, I guess, a couple different ways to look at it. One is that, like, you're, as a developer, you're just kind of uh, messing around with your time off, and it's just kind of fun and uh, a, a good way to de-stress and like work on things that you want to work on, use new technologies, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and, and in that, in that sense, like who cares if your product makes it big, who cares if you make money within a couple months, like who cares, who cares, who cares? Cause you're just having fun. Um, but then there's the other side of it, which is like, um, our time, you know, is, is extremely limited. Like, um, yeah. and so, you know, like it might be the case that, you know, in order for you not to work 80 hours a week, but to still like, you know, let's assume for a minute that like, in addition to it being fun and being able to like exercise your brain a bit, you also want to make, you know, you in, in five or 10 years, you'd like to have, you know, two or three SaaS products that are bringing in enough money per month that it, that it actually is helpful for your family, uh, and for your future. Um, so, so, you know, so, so keeping that in mind and treating it as like a business, it's kind of like, well, where, like, you know, where do the numbers add up? How do you make money on this thing? And how do you yeah. get there without blowing all this time that you don't have? Because when, you know, I don't know about you, but for me, like on any given week, I'm, I might have an extra, I don't know, five to 10 hours I could spend on something. Um, yeah. in, in addition to my norm, you know, I like to work about 40 hours a week. And then I also like to reserve about 10 hours a week for like personal development, reading, yeah. Uh, trying new things um and so you know i'm already stretching it then it means if i'm if i'm spending five to ten hours in addition to that like my hours are getting up there so so it's really valuable and i guess that's where it's coming from is like is like uh i you know i want to make sure that i want to hedge my bets right like yeah it could fail but i want to make sure that like i'm thinking about things the right way and and you know i guess i want to look at my time like it's money like some people (laughs) some people some people do like i mean you know like you can you can spend two weekends or two two or three weeks or or whatever the amount of time is and it would cost someone else twenty thousand dollars to do it um but but you can because you have these skills you know you can do that in 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 a few months or whatever um yeah yeah so so it really is kind of like money so the question is like do you want you know like is it a good enough to me it's like oh is this a good enough idea that i'm willing to throw that kind of money at it uh that's the way i think about it you know yeah um i mean in the end uh when you're done spending 10 hours researching and i'm done spending 10 hours trying something um it's it's also about like you know it's it's and you've gone way out of my order of list ideas but basically <laughs> sorry at some point it's just being a coder you're exploring you're learning you're playing you're you're trying to build something trying to 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 like remove a potential blocker in your mind of like what if i built this and you're trying to just get it out there to be like okay that didn't work or that did work um because without knowing it um, you might discover something that does work in, in, in between here and there, you're, you're just enjoying the process of coding and in the experience of like, especially solo coding. I can't say enough about being your own product owner because not only are you learning what that means, but now you're, 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 uh, you're having the joy of driving your own, um, process and your own goals. Right. Mm-hmm. So the whole, the whole, the whole thing is just, um, you know, the whole process. Now we're talking SaaS, but if, even if you're just scratching your own itch and trying to make a tool, the whole process in and of itself is, is rewarding. Now, 
you know, will will it pay off like you're saying for the ultimate uh, like retirement thing? And I agree with you. That is part of my uh, dream too. On the other hand, I also think, hey, who's going to care about websites in 10 years? Maybe nobody. Maybe it's all about APIs and Internet of Things and glasses of uh, virtual reality and augmented yeah. reality. I don't know. But, you know, from, from you know, it's funny. Even if it is, then everything you're doing now just to experience the joy in the process of coding and building will carry over to that moment, right? right? But, um, but, you know, I, I don't know. It's like, you, you know, like you think about great artists or inventors. It's like, yeah that thing you know about that they invented, there's a thousand things you don't know about that they just sketched and played around with. Right. Right. So they weren't inventing, they weren't necessarily researching um, something as much as just curiosities and own itches and hmm. uh, what that brought to their life. I mean, you, you can't equate every hour to money, even though I wish I could. Um, it just, it just, um, uh, it just, I'm trying to find the right word for it, but it just doesn't work. <laughs> uh, otherwise, you'll never do anything besides become a, a who's that guy from? Uh, uh, the, well, anyways, you'll you'll just never do anything because everything seems not worth the the. You could just um, you know uh, find a, a minion to do it for you, kind of thing. You know. Yeah, I mean, I have to say though, like I there there there's a, a, at least a couple of your ideas that I think are are potentially gold or you know that are like totally worth pursuing um you you i i just and and honestly i don't i'm this actually isn't a critique on you like it's not like no uh, i know i I know we both go back and forth about this it's like you you know i tell you 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 uh even though you call yourself a a debbie downer i also think it's a balancing act you know i try to learn from you uh how to you know think about it a bit more than just diving in right Mm. So, uh, so it's definitely, it's, it's all good in that way. Cool. Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting. I just, um, you know, well, I'll have to keep playing with it a bit. Cause like, I also, I mean, I definitely want to, I don't think it's just like this scenario. Like I, I, yeah. I think it's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, it's one of those things for me that's like, as a professional, um, I want to think about how, you know, even just, okay. For, so even, even junior developer, right? Like let's put yeah. this in another context. Like, yeah. you know, I work with junior developers from time to time, um, in, in, in kind of environments where I'm training or repairing, um, and I think it's important to like not be too critical because uh, you don't, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to be, um, you want to be, I, I want to, I don't want to, um, I a, don't want to like uh, put a, put a damper on someone's like yeah. someone being excited and finding creativity and finding that passion. Um, yeah. But I also, there, I, I do think it's the right balance. And I guess that's what I'm trying to find out is like, what is the right balance? Um, you know, for me personally, uh, in, in terms of like how critical I am on those types of things. So I think there's parallels from this to other areas as well. Um, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and again, coming back to the SAS thing, it's like I've tried a couple and, and I haven't released them yet um, just because, uh, I'm just trying to work out the kinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, when I come back to them, though, uh, to release them, whether they make it or not, I, I really enjoyed it and learned a lot. And, uh, you know, um, you know, with tools like Spark coming out soon, it even gets easier where you can just focus on the core of your idea. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think part of it in me comes from, like, part part of this in me is 
drive, and I've mentioned this to you, to you before, is but like I, yeah. I have this kind of philosophy that like absolutely nothing in life is easy or free. Like there's no such right. thing as like right. I'm going to spend a few weekends building this app yeah. and I'm going to make hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like <coughs> I'm, I, yeah. Well, I'm, you know, like. <laughs> Yeah, Come on, I don't know. Would, Ask him if it was I, free. I, don't, I don't disagree like, with you though at all. I, like, I don't disagree. I don't. Okay, I so there are outliers, right? Like there are these people yeah. who like do who somehow find themselves in this position, and they're no different than you and I. But they they got lucky, right? Like right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna. I'm not going to plan on me being lucky like that. That's supremely lucky. Like I think the overwhelming majority of people have to like bust their ass to get what they get in the, in this world. Um, and you know, and they, and, and, and doing something and doing it well yeah. is extremely yeah. difficult. Um, yeah. you know, and, and, and is just kind of chugging day in, day out, being relentless yeah. about being a master of your craft. Uh, and yeah. th- these are the people, I mean, think about the people who we, f- who we follow, the people that, that in our industry, who we, who we, um, who we think highly of, these are all people who, who kind of like, who are really focused, really honing, have been doing this for years, w- are working yeah. day in and day out. And so this kind of, this kind of idea, like, you know, I don't know, to, to me, it's kind of like if one of you, if, 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 if one of your product ideas or my product ideas take off, it's, it, you know, it's going to require you full time. Like if it, yeah. if it is going to be successful, like anyway, th- yeah. this, this is the thinking I, that, that may not be true. I, I, I don't know. You know, like this yeah. has been ingrained in me in a number of ways, um, going way, way back. But, um, I think that's where it comes from. This thinking. Yeah. No, I, I, and I definitely am not ever thinking any of this is easy. Uh, but like, think about, I was just looking up Marco Arment, right? Instant paper. You remember Instant paper? No. What's that? Okay, a very simple product. And when you see how simple it is, you know, and I take that back. I don't mean simple like, like no duh. Like it's like a need, a niche. He fulfilled it, maybe scratching his own, a one-man show, and, 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 it, and it did really well. And it was a way to stash things for reading later, especially offline. No big deal. And again, I say this like he worked hard, right? But how many years later, and he sells it for a, a ton of money, okay? So... You know, like, and I'm sure he tried many other things before that. And and, and my point is, like, um, uh, you, you just don't know. And so you, 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 it's like you throw how many things on the wall before something sticks, yeah. you know. So, but, you know, so, okay, to come away with this, it's like, you know, how much to let reality or the perception of re- reality get in the way of a good idea. Right. And, and I think maybe to, to break it up more, like, get in the way, like, you know, your 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 main get in the way is like you know because uh, m- you're you're thinking like hey this could be a product that can make a lot of money and or you know not to waste time because time is so valuable right yeah this, so yeah yeah so in in so I guess yeah it's it's a funny balance it 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 all is relative though to like how we perceive using our time um, uh, you know I worked really hard like a month or two ago and I was like didn't realize. You know, I was just in the zone for days and days and days and days and days, building those two products, and um, in it's finding the balance. Because when I came out, I was like, "Oh, that was too much," right? Right. But then, from from you know, during that time though, I was having fun, and I felt like I just was had a lot of insights to to some of the design things I was playing with. Yeah. So, uh, so it was just good to do. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I and I, and I need to, you know, I I I need to. 
I think there's a couple important things you've said that, and I'll rephrase them here, kind of make sure I understand them. But like, you know, one is that like there's a there's a lot that comes out of kind of just there there's personal growth and development, and even like unwarranted or unexpected kind of parallel ideas that just come out of the process of do yeah. of doing right. Yeah. Uh, so that's so that's one main thing, and then I think the other that you're saying, which is really important, uh, and it kind of echoes something that I've been hearing quite a bit over my you know, I, I haven't always been a developer, but, uh, I've been kind of in professional setting for many years now. Um, and even, even in other kind of, even in like the business world, I spent, I, I don't know, a good 10 years in the, in kind of being like in management, um, before I jumped onto the development side of things. Um, but one thing that's pretty clear is that like most people who are successful, uh, are not, they weren't, they, they, they failed an awful lot. And yeah. and they and they kind of embrace that failure and learn from it and learn to love it, before way before they ever became successful. Whatever whatever that is, whatever success means. I mean, I think it means different things, to different people. But to kind of boil it down a little bit is like you're saying, kind of like failings. Failings actually a good thing. It's just one. It's just it's just one more thing that's in the way. Of of, yeah, of me that, yeah. and 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 my idea that actually works. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. It's just one more. It's like you got to get over with it, right? <laughs> and what is that like? Uh, the saying of ten thousand hours is is the secret sauce uh, to a good musician. I haven't heard it, but it sounds good. Right? It's like you know what what makes that musician good? They were born with the perfect fingers. Blah blah blah. It's like research shows that most specialists and, and most people who are stellar in their in their industry have spent ten thousand hours at the particular task. Right? It's not a gift. It's not easy. It's just time and doing. And uh, between that and our regular work, and, and, and lastly, just doing something that you're the, the driver on are, are just the things that make you better. Yeah. All right. So I guess that would be it for our, our main topic, right? Yeah, I think that was good. Cool. And so we'll, um, we'll kind of do this in the future. Again, I, I really enjoyed kind of picking a topic and diving into it more. Uh, and like we mentioned, yeah, even though you went all out of order on me, well, I didn't, I didn't know we had an order. We had to stick. I just kind of was speaking, but, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, definitely good conversation. And, um, yeah, we'll talk to you next all time. Right. Cool. We'll see everybody next week. And, uh, again, give us some ratings on iTunes if you get a moment, uh, or wherever else you're listening to us. Um, and, uh, thank you for listening. Take care.
one thing that I don't want to do anymore, and I, I don't know if you have any objections to this, is I don't want to be like I don't want to refer to like a list or anything. Um, All right. You know, like if you want to refer to a list, you could be like, "Do you have anything else?" Or I don't know. I just feel like it's a little. I actually had two people comment to me that it it they didn't say it was like they didn't use like the they didn't use like the word unprofessional or anything, but it just it, like to me it just like doesn't seem like we're smooth and polished. So I want to I want to try to seem a little more smooth and polished. Um, anything did you did but did you listen to those other two podcasts uh no i didn't dude you need to do it because i think you know like it's small sample sets and the best sample set is success and these guys are just kicking ass you know they're they they make they you you know our perception of 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 professionalism has to be at at some points you know relative to you know what is it that audience is demanding right Mm -hmm. and and we have a small sample audience so our audience doesn't really have enough feedback for us yet but you look at these other podcasts and they have it yeah i've listened to like i don't know i've listened to lots of podcasts but the most do not daily tech news number one podcast last year yeah, I'm not, just because one's doing it. I mean, I'm sure. Would you There's say? Not the only would you one. say that the reason for their sec- success is because they sound unorganized? I don't. I'm saying the well. Now that's a definition, right? So you said sounding unorganized means having a list, and what I'm saying is having a list doesn't lead to it. It's not uncommon, right? He'll he'll have the people on his show. He has guests, uh, and also uh, not guests, but um, also he has uh, uh, co-host. And, and they go down the list, and sometimes someone will say, oh, it's my turn to read the next one on the list. Okay. It, it's very common, and, and, and it's not the only show, but I'm just saying it's like, this is like an awesome example of, of success. Like, these guys are self-funded, and Tom Merritt's been in the industry for, for eons, and he's, yeah. you know, in the end, what you're saying, though... My hunch is that's why, he's, that's why they're successful, is because... They've yeah. got people who have been but, in the industry for eons, and it's more about but the content, goal. Right? But see, the goal is not for me to mimic a perception of success. My goal is to 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 share passion, right? Yeah, yeah and I'm, he shares his passion not by mimicking the known success models, I'm, right. right? I'm not trying to mimic success. I just don't want to like. I just want to like seem a little organized, like. But that's just my perception. You're right. There's 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 different ways to do things, and. Maybe it's fine. So I'll check out the podcast. <laughs> I'll check out the podcast. I, I mean, yeah. I think we, what else? Are we, I mean, we have to make our podcast incrementally better. And we do that by kind of like getting, getting a review from the community and self-reflecting. Um, yeah. So that's what yeah. I'm doing. It doesn't mean that everything each one of us comes up with, we have to do. So I'm not, it's not like, you know, it's not like I'm dead. It's, I'm, I'm not going to cry if we refer to the list uh just expressing my opinion <laughs> you should put that on the front of the podcast i'm not gonna cry yeah if we refer to the list um <laughs> so uh so i think listen to his the other accidental podcast is the other extreme uh i i, I appreciate them i i get sometimes a little bit uh they're um uh sometimes they're just dry but honestly they're some of the best uh, successful people out there in, in their field, so it's interesting to hear them come together and talk. Uh, Marco uh, Armin's the guy who made, uh, I think it was either Pocket or one of the well-known stash later, read later things, and he just sold it for like a, a good chunk of change. Huh. Uh, he's a PHP developer. Now he made a podcast, um, I forget the name of it, a podcast uh, app, uh, I think again in PHP that, you know, it's, it's pretty well-known on the iPhone and, and other devices. 
Cool. So, um, but you know, that's the other end of the spectrum, but I really, really like Tom Merritt's, uh, DTNS, like, you know, so, um, but you'll see there's a passion there and there's just fun. And it's, he, he, he basically, you know, uh, brought that to the table in his own way. That's awesome. Yeah. I'll definitely check it out. Um, cool. 